It is 10.03 a.m. Sunday, 22nd, 22nd, 22nd of September, 2019 A.D. Oh, God, that's my keys. Um, Sunday morning. It's been almost a week since the last episode. Figured I've got not that much on today. Why not do an extra one the day ahead? And so I am. Uh, so let's get to it. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna start making my coffee. It's 10, it's just after 10 o'clock. That's when I start, that's when I break my daily fast. Start ha- having my consumables. So I'm gonna go around and grab all the ingredients. I'm also, I'm also gonna take off this gosh darn chain. All right, so what we're gonna do is make some coffee, make some bulletproof coffee, but we're not gonna use the butter because I don't use butter anymore. It's too much, it's too much flavor. It's too much flavor. And just too, it's too, it's just too strong. See, when you have like keto type diets or high fat, low carb diets, that's one cup of water, uh, you really have to get used to having what they call fat bombs, like just meals or drinks that just have heaps of fat but no carbs. And there's only so much you can take, or at least I can take. Man, if I have even like a teaspoon too much fat or oil, um, I'm on the floor. I'm, I'm in bed for an hour. I'll need an hour's long nap because I just, I'll be sick from it. Um, but if you have just the right amount, probably the right amount is that you don't want to have so much that you stop being hungry because when you stop being hungry, chances are you're, you're, you're holding more than your gut can take. But if you're just a little bit hungry still and you can just go about your day f- from that point feeling a little bit hungry, you'll find you'll get quite a bit of energy. At least this is my own experience. Quite a bit of energy from partially satisfying my hunger. And of course I'll have I'll have a serve of meat later, some broccoli, some blueberries, and then later in the day, just before it's time to have my last meals, I'll have a bunch of starchy vegetables and replenish my carbs. Cuz I don't do keto. I'll have a keto breakfast. I'll I'll, I'll have keto meals for the first half of the eating section. But as soon as I feel muscle fatigue, that's when I know um, that I need to replenish my carbs because I'm not running on ketones. I just minimize my carbs so that I don't have an excess of uh, an, an, ac- an excessive amount of carbs. This is not a suggested thing to do because I'm not a fucking health practitioner. Um, this is just what I've found works for me. And everyone's got to do their own thing. Everyone's got to find their own perfect diet. It's not the same for everyone. I mean, some people, some people do really well on a vegan diet, even though in my opinion, you have to be, 
you need an unofficial PhD in dietetics to be able to sustain a vegan diet and not, you know, become deficient in some way. Um, some people swear by like a fucking carnivore diet or the lion diet where you eat nothing but high quality meat. And that sounds strange. How do you not get scurvy? Well, there's a whole science to it. I am not going to get, to get into it. I'm not going to advocate it. But some people do that. Meat. I just have really good, clean, lean meat. Well, not lean meat. Like rib meat. Grass-fed beef. Rib meat. Quite fatty, so you get lots of calories. And lots of omega-3. Uh, when when gra grazing animals, like cows, goats, sheep, Deer. When they eat their natural stuff and they live their, their natural food instead of fed grains, which they're not supposed to actually eat, they eat their natural food, just grass. They actually produce quite a lot of omega three, um, and that can be your main omega three source. At least that's my. At least that's mine. I would assume. Though I also get it from nuts. And um, probably greens. Greens, I don't know. I do love nuts. I love walnuts. Walnuts don't love me. Yeah. I have allergic reactions to them. I get like ulcers in the mouth. And this is common in my family. I kind of got used to that after putting them in my smoothies back when I drank a lot of smoothies. I think I've built an immunity to them. And then I was able to eat them. But something else happened. If I ate enough to like try and satisfy my hunger, I would again have these this stomach pain. Kind of like when having a fat bomb. And part of it might be because they're a very fatty substance. They're a very fatty nut. But I think... I think it could just be an allergic reaction in the gut. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I can't really have walnuts anymore, which is a shame. I love walnuts, and they're so good for you. But life isn't fair. Pecans are fine though, and they're very similar. They look similar, they taste similar. You might even say they have more flavor. They probably do have more flavor. And they're also quite high in omega-3, I believe. And are a fatty nut. I need to check the settings on this recorder. I've got it set to cut out at silence. I wonder how long it takes for the silence to happen. Skip quiet sections. Cut off. Does it hear me again? There we go. I think you can actually... I think you can actually... Set the decibels. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I can actually walk around now without... It... Uh, picking up the sound of just... The microphone tapping on my sh Yeah. Got that sorted. Alright. So I just took my supplement of garlic capsules. Two of those. 
The reason being, apparently they make you smell really nice. If you're a man, you smell really good and masculine. And and if you're a woman, uh, and you're breastfeeding, apparently your, bre your breast milk tastes better. <laughs> That's what I heard in a study. Um, yeah, I heard about, when I first heard about garlic being good to make you smell better to people, I started putting a couple of cloves in my vegetables. And then I heard, listened to a podcast that like got into further detail in the study. No, a couple of cloves aren't going to do shit. You need like concentrated capsules. The dose being the regular, and, and, and the dosage is two a day. That's what says it says on the bottle. Um, so I took those. Now I'm just putting my turmeric into the coffee. Hopefully the coffee's not cold now. As well as the lion's mane mushroom supplement. Lion's mane mushroom supplement. Fuck. Just drop something in there. Uh... Certified organic, sustainably produced, guaranteed potency. It's supposed to help your brain break down harmful plaques in the brain neurons. So if you get this stuff, don't get it. Uh, make sure it's like the best sources possible. Um, don't get the cheap, don't cheap out on this. No, seriously. According to Paul Stamets, the mush this mushroom expert, if you get like a cheap, version from China, um, their regulations aren't so good there and you can get dangerous, like deadly doses of lead in the supplements because of whatever environmental factors. Not good. Make sure you get your mushroom supplements from really good sources. Pay the extra money. They're not that expensive. It's not something you'll want to cheap out on. Alright, coconut oil is in there. Where's the blender? You get to hear me blend my drink again. Oh yeah, good and creamy. There's this guy, this YouTuber. Oh, fuck. He's this wise old man, sort of. He's a barber. And he starts his video, his vlogs, his early morning vlogs, with him stirring his coffee with chopsticks. And he always says, the vortex method with chopsticks. The best way to, to enhance the flavor of the coffee at the molecular level or some shit like that. And I'm like, where does he actually explain how it works? Why not just use a spoon? And why is just stirring with a vortex better than, I don't know, whisking it or something? Um, and he did one recently where he says, someday I'm, gonna, I'm going to explain how this works. I'm like, you haven't fucking even explained it in any of the other videos? He keeps going on at the top of every video. That's how he actually introduces his videos. Stirring my coffee with the, the chopsticks. The greatest way to do it.
It doesn't say f uh, the best way at the molecular level, and then doesn't tell us the technique. Fucking hell. But this coffee is good. I don't need chopsticks to stir. I have the stick blender. All right, enough stupid accents. Let's look at some topics. I recently, I think this week, filled out or went on to Pottermore, did the sorting hat. Uh, I'm a Ravenclaw, which makes sense. Um, I'm a thinker. I've been spending this whole past year just actually spending most of my time obtaining knowledge, just binging YouTube and podcasts and audiobooks, listening to them at like 1.5 playback speed so that I can get through them quicker and get through more. It's, it's like an actual addiction. It's one that makes me smarter, more knowledgeable, but fuck. It's all this time that I could be doing things, and I'm not. But, oh well. Ravenclaws, I, I, I'd have thought I'd be put into Hufflepuff. Because they're, they're ones that aren't talented, but they work really hard. But I don't work that hard. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about reading out my poems. I've recently bought another notebook, an actual paper notebook, to write my poems in. I've written two so far. One of them was one I thought up for someone I was talking to on Tinder. She, she, she asks, uh, she says on her profile to send her your best pickup line and she'll rate them. She'll give it a rating out of 10 or something. And uh, I tried three times and they're all, they're all very terrible. And I said, I'm really not that good at this. I'm better at poems. Can I get a suggestion? She said, dolphins. You know what? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it now. Maybe I'll put that on my Tinder profile. Give me a suggestion. For a poem. And I'll write you a poem. Because I can. Poems are so easy. I'm sorry if you struggle with poetry, but they are just so easy. Dolphins. Hear me squeak. Hear me cackle. I want to play. I want to rattle. Hide and seek won't be a hassle this sunny day. Let's play a battle. Look out, Mum said. Look where it's dark. Don't go that way. There is a shark. And then we fled. We fled till dark. See no more day. See no more ark. That big wood thing. Full of land things. It doesn't hear us. We call and sing. We see some land. A creature's hand. We found them. We found them. They're sitting on the sand. Oh, nice. It could have had a sad ending. I didn't want it to because it had such a playful beginning. And I'm not a Bible beater. I just I put an ark there and set it around Noah's ark because... It runs better than the boat. That's good coffee. It's a bit cold. 
because I fucking waited so long. But that's what you get for letting yourself get distracted all the time. You know, with friends. Uh, if you're low on cash and you want to socialize with your friends, with food, you could go out to a really cheap place or preferably go out to the supermarket together, get some homemade pizza ingredients, then go to someone's place, whoever's hosting, and work together to make a bunch of homemade pizzas. You could make a lot of food for what would be a lot cheaper than just ordering pizzas. And it'd be a good bonding experience. If you're worried about being a bad cook, just say you're not good at cooking and uh, ask for help. Those who are good at cooking, you can show off your skills and help people out. Give people some assistance. Don't be arrogant about it. Although sometimes you can get in trouble for helping people out, no matter how you go about it. But it's all part of life, trying to learn how to be as palatable to the person you're interacting with as possible. Learning their needs. Learning their needs. Impromptunes, the Melbourne-based musical improv troupe are auditioning again, which is great. It's excellent. I'm going to apply. <laughs> you have to send in a 30-second video. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to meet up the guys at school, at uni, to make a 30-second video. Then I remembered, oh, wait, no. I already have hours of footage. <laughs> that I can just chop down, so I will. Yeah, fortunately for me, the best song I have video footage of myself doing, one where I just have a section. I don't sing, it's a duet. And I sing for like a third of the song. Um, so I'm gonna just take this cut where it's icing, and he's and, it, and it's a <laughs> he's a character moaning and groaning and arguing with his wife. You need a regiment of men. I'm only one civilian. Wait for a cue with a man. That's what you do with a man. Something like that. All right, application sent for impromptunes. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm really happy I got to do that, actually. I, uh, I thought they weren't going to be auditioning for like a couple of years. Since last time. All right, content for the pod. <sighs> Who inspires me to do this one-person podcast thing? Bill Burr comes to mind first up. I think he's the one who really made a de- uh, I don't know. Fashion, fashionable to ramble on. 
by yourself with a microphone or your phone. Um, Sam Harris, ooh, controversial intellectual. He, uh, I've seen some stuff, people reviewing his uh, books. And um, he's a really smart guy, but he's kind of full of shit as well. Um, oh, a favorite of mine, Hannibal Buras handsome rambler podcast it is excellent it is like it is just comedians talking about whatever dumb shit's been going on with them sometimes i'll have a musician or whatever and it is just so easy to listen to and he's got like this uh sound manipulating machine that he sings into like it's auto-tune has some beats or repeaters and he like um makes his own little ads for his sponsors. It's so lit. I highly recommend. Joe Rogan is inspiration. There's no one person thing, but I'm hooked on Joe Rogan. Also, Tim Ferriss. Why didn't I put Tim Ferriss there? Sometimes he'll do his own episodes where it's just listing off cool shit. Ah, shit. I dropped my pen. So that coffee I made, it's it was it was a decaf, and I've still got the jitters. I'm so sensitive. It's ridiculous. Okay, let's go through these things. I'll do another twenty minutes, twenty to thirty minutes. Um. I'm thinking about starting a show via podcast form that's pretty much a sitcom. Uh, I would have, I, 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 I had ideas for self-made or low-budget sitcoms. I've had them for a while now, but now that I've realized how much more viable it is to create something just via audio instead of audio and visual. This seems like a better idea. What's the premise? Uh, housemates who are all starving artists, particularly actors. Um, and they have regular misadventures working shitty day jobs and going to nightmare auditions. Um, and uh, this could be improvised, I think. And I'm, I'm thinking it could, we could have like individual condenser mics for each person playing their character or even have people act out scenes in a room and use a soundscape mic a con did I say condenser mic or dynamic mic? I meant dynamic mic. You could have individual dynamic microphones or a condenser microphone to follow people around and do like a soundscape of people interacting in a room, uh, which may be, which is, sounds adventurous, but I like, I, I really like this idea. If I don't say so myself. So you have, Okay, let's just picture it. 
you open with one character in the kitchen. Ah, dishes, am I right? The other character, the one of the other housemates comes in. Oh, I've had the worst audition today. Meanwhile, this is improvised. Um, they have a conversation, bring up what it's about, try to think of some dumb, funny stuff. Then we cut to the interview and we have a someone acting as the auditioner, the interviewer. This could be a guest guest performer or one of the regulars putting on a voice, who knows. And uh, try to just have the most absurd interview as possible or audition situation. Meanwhile, or cut to another housemate or main character doing something. See, the thing is, uh, sitcoms, especially Seinfeld, was structured on this two or three stories running at once sort of format, uh, known in the improv world as the Herald. So everyone starts at the top of the episode talking about some dumb thing, and then everyone goes about their day. Jerry goes on a date or something. Uh, George tries some new manipulative thing at work. Elaine... Uh, is doing something with her boss or someone she's met uh, and they meet in the middle or halfway through the episode they talk about the shit that's going on in their lives then there's another set of scenes where each character's adventure you could say is getting heightened and more ridiculous and then at the other end of the episode, all of these story arcs of the main characters come together in one big conclusion. They affect each other. And it's, it's riveting entertainment. You see it, this kind of pattern all over the place. It happens in Star Wars, for instance. Like uh, a, a two-point-of-view a two story arc is in... The Empire Strikes Back, one of the reasons why it's such a good fucking film. You've got two main story arcs, and then they collide at the end. Um, and a similar thing in the next film, Return of the Jedi. And I think they followed it along in, in, in the prequels too. Oh, uh, what, did, what did... What did the... Phantom Menace have. Oh yeah, yeah, they had like, they had a couple of, I think they started with one, and then it broke into two, and then that broke into three, and there was this big epic climax, uh, climax. and yeah, like say what you will about Revenge of the Sith, it is quite satisfying as in just a dumb action movie. If it's your first Star Wars film ever, you probably, gosh, I don't know, it might be actually be really entertaining. I really hope it wasn't audible. My stomach just now 
It's rumbling like a motherfucker. And when my stomach rumbles, it sounds like farts. It does, it sounds like farts! Next topic. Uh, there are problems in the world with... Hang on, let me grab that microphone I had. Okay, that's better. So, there are problems in the world with things like factory farming, um, mass meat production, it causes a lot of environmental issues, lots of methane going into the atmosphere, animal waste, generally to feed all the animals and grow them quickly requires grain, so then we're eating animals that eat grain, not very good for us. Meanwhile, there are there are animals not native to certain areas in ecosystems causing damage, like uh, brumbies in Australia. Some sections, I think in New South Wales, there's wild horses, massive herds of wild horses. And because the land isn't adapted to having horses, while, while um, certain grasslands benefit from having the right kind of grazing animal walk on it and you know, spread, spread manure across it, it's got to be the right kind of animal. And horses in certain parts of Australia, for example, are not the right kind of animal, and they damage the ecosystem. In Australia, this is also a thing with deer, I think like wild buffalo or something like that, and of course camels. We need to have less animals in the wild that aren't native, as well as less animals in factories produced en masse. We can all do our bit by consuming less of the wrong meat. And uh, one problem with... So when you got like feral animals, they got to be hunted as harsh as it sounds. A problem in Australia that apparently is quite unique, according to this dude who was on Joe Rogan. I'll just look him up. Cameron Haynes is his name, who is a hunting enthusiast. <clears throat> he prefers bow hunting. Bow hunting with a fucking bow and arrows. Uh, it's a recurve bow, extremely powerful, but still. Damn, he hunts some big animals with them. So he reckons that uh, then in Australia, there's actually a huge shortage on game hunters. So we've got all of these uh, big game animals that are not that are not um, native and are doing damage, but no one to shoot them down. And meanwhile, we're making all of this um, artificially produced factory animal produce en masse. Here's where I'm going with this. We phase out 
we phase out um, factory farming and step by step bring in more hunting, live game hunting. You would be killing two environmental birds with one stone. Also, the meat is way better for you, way better for you. Is it more expensive? Maybe. Um, see, when, when grazing animals eat their actual food, I, I think I talked about this before, yeah. When grazing animals eat their actual grassy foods, they are extremely rich in like omega-3 and they don't need bloody um, medicine, drugs pumped into them. They don't need penicillin pumped through them, messing them up. They don't need crops fed to them. So one of the, actually I think it's 70% of the soy bean crops in the world, which are like one of the things that they cut down the Amazon to grow, I think like 70% of it goes to feeding factory animals or farm animals um, because it's got lots of protein and, it's, and carbs and it's cheaper than, than grass and anything else. So soy is another thing we need to give up. Even if you love tofu, God, it's not, and I'm not one of those people who will say soy is bad for you because it's got estrogen and makes you no, that's not that, it's just bad for you because it's it's a grain. It's got a grain or a legume. Anyway, it's not very good for you. Um so what the vegan movement have a lot of trouble with is being palatable. They get pretty fucking uh I mean, everyone sees it all the time. They get pretty aggressive. To them, these animals being treated harshly are the same as people. Man, like, I'm against animal cruelty. But I grew up on a farm. Animals are not people. <laughs> and death is just another part of life. At least when you're hunting. That is following the way things have been going as or with the human species for the past two million years or more since we were walking on two feet and uh, scavenging meat and then starting to hunt meat and hunted larger and larger game. People think we don't, we aren't really supposed to eat meat. But uh, when you think about that we used to eat mammoths, woolly mammoths and woolly rhinos in packs of humans between, I mean, how how much mammoth are you going to have? If you hunted a mammoth and you're sharing it between 70 to 150 people, that's a big fucking steak. It was a long, long time ago, but these, these caveman times, for lack of a better word, Neolithic times, prehistoric human times went for hundreds of thousands of years. Anatomically modern humans have existed for at least 300,000 years, but um, slightly lesser or slightly pre-human humans, humanoids, 
many hundreds of thousands of years before that. We've been around a long time and we've been hunting big game for a long fucking time. It should also be said that when we were smaller apes, we would have been eating fruit for a long time, fruit and leaves. But we've lost our ability to process fructose as well as other fruit-eating animals can do. It's very difficult for us. Leafy green vegetables are still really good for us, though. Broccoli, spinach, bok choy, they're all very good. But you can't just live on those. Nuts help. The right kind of nuts to get omega-3s. Then there's vitamin B12 and uh, all other shit, all this other shit. You gotta get it from if you if you're vegan, you gotta get it from like fermented foods. And that's a real pain. I haven't even done it. I don't even know how to make vitamin B rich fermented foods rich in vitamin B twelve. And this is just like the surface of it. I'm sure there's so much other stuff. Um potato starch is very easy for us to digest though. Things like yams and um, other root vegetables full of starch. We, we, we process that very easily. So that's probably another thing that we've eaten a long time. Hunter-gatherers eat root vegetables quite a lot. Well, the ones living near root vegetables. But that's my diet now. Bone broth in the morning, a rib of meat, cow meat usually, grass-fed meat, some blueberries, a very small handful of blueberries, broccoli, I have a broccoli a day consistently. I don't have meat every single day, but I will have broccoli every day, except the days where I don't eat anything at all and just have a fast day. I don't do that very often. Um, what else? Spinach, green peas, they're legumes, but they don't seem to be having too bad an effect on me. Then towards the end of the day, I load up on the carbs. So I'll have a couple of prunes because they're very high in potassium, but I won't have too much. I'll have a large carrot. And I'll have a parsnip, a large parsnip as well. I'll chop them up, heat them up with the peas and the carrot, um, and have a nice starchy dinner with some olive oil. Now, why don't I have more fruit? Well, I seem to be sensitive to fructose or something in fruit. If I have a banana, that's too much fruit, and I'll get breakouts, I'll get acne one to two prunes a day and a f small handful of blueberries seems to be okay. But if I gorge myself on fruit, if I have like a bunch of grapes, any anything like f say half a kilo, usually what people call t one to two servings of fruit for your daily servings, which would be like a, 
a whole apple, a whole pear, a whole banana. Um, that's enough to make me break out. And I don't like to do anything that makes me break out. Having too much dairy, like pretty much any dairy that isn't butter will make me break out now. Um, or already did. Cheese is really hard to <laughs> give up though. I went without cheese for quite a few months recently and I've recently bought some of this this um, Hungarian sheep's milk feta cheese. It's divine and I like to put a little bit of it on my broccoli after I heat up the broccoli. Now see when you have your broccoli you only want to heat it up for like four to five minutes so that it's really bright green, a little bit crunchy but not totally raw. That's where you get heaps of nutrients. Heaps and heaps of nutrients. Apparently, according to this dude on a TED talk, the the sprout part of broccoli, if it's not overcooked, will provide antioxidants and things, this nutri these nutrients that actually help your body clean out the toxins that you breathe in through your lungs. Your lungs get cleaner from it. It's very interesting. So hopefully having a broccoli a day is uh, helping me not get sick and die from living in the city. Oh, and I forgot, yeah, so there's those are all the food foods. And then of course there's the coconut oil, coffee, or the cocoa, the butter cocoa. Now when you have, yeah, like I mentioned before, these large amounts of fat, you really have to go easy on it. Start with like no more than a tablespoon measurement, like a measurement tablespoon. No more than that. God. And I don't even measure it now. I should measure it again because I keep making myself sick by having too much fat. <laughs> but the thing is, if you have the right amount and you don't feel sick, the energy levels are great. Although it takes time for your body to get used to this kind of diet. And it's something you should talk to a um, health professional about. Whenever you're radically changing your diet, don't do everything. Don't change everything at once. Change things step by step. And write everything down in a food, diet, in a food journal. And talk to a doctor. And... Uh, improve improve what you eat step by step that's how i eventually came to a diet where it is literally all superfood and i didn't even realize that was not the goal but there came a point when i heard the buzzword superfood i think and then just thought about my diet and i'm like oh this is this is an entirely superfood diet and it makes you wonder, because you, you see the superfood thing, you're like, oh yeah, superfoods in this food article, I really should try to incorporate a little bit more spinach or uh, something green into my food more often. Give me some vitamins. Um, yeah, help a little bit, but what happens if it's all superfood? You feel amazing. And you know what it is? It's just what we ate before 
you know, agriculture before we got obsessed with grains and put grains in everything. By the way, corn is a grain, not a vegetable. It's actually not that good for you. I think it's high in calcium though, but yeah, you don't want to. And corn syrup, corn starch, definitely avoid that stuff. Although if you're trying to cut out bread, corn bread is probably better than regular bread. And I should say, it's not like I never have the stuff that's bad for you. It's not like I never have chocolate and bread and, and fruit and things. It's just they're very occasional. Like once every three weeks or something. Now if you want to know about fish, fish can have a lot of nutrients, omega-3 and whatnot, but unfortunately there's a lot of pollutants in the sea and most fish will have some kind of mercury in them. Uh, especially the big ones and especially the ones that eat other fish because it's all about accumulation. So the healthiest fish is sardines and salmon and uh, I've heard crabs their bodies filter out mercury, but this is just something my uncle told me. I don't know if that's true, and I'm not going to bother looking it up. <laughs> but, see, I don't ha When it comes to salmon, fresh-caught salmon, wild-caught salmon is better for you, but it's very frequently farmed, and they'll say on the packaging that it's ethically farmed. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't checked it out. But it's just not the same. It's... They're, they're, it's very high in omega-6, which is not that good for you at all. Um, which is also why you shouldn't eat pork. Like back in the day, people died of pork because it needs to be cooked really well um, or smoked or whatever. But these days, the reason not to have pork is because it's just omega-6 fat. It doesn't have omega-3. So it's you're getting protein... But um, the fats aren't good for you, or as good for you. Anyway, the fish. So yeah, um, salmon that's been farmed has got omega-6 and less omega-3. Sardines, I think they're always wild caught. You can just get them. But here's another problem. Canned. So sardines are all usually canned. And... Wild-caught wild caught salmon, I can only find it in cans. And it's affordable, but it uh, there's metals in it. And if it's not from what the fish already had in its body from the ocean, I think they can take in the metals just from the cans, possibly. It's, uh, yeah, you can't really have that much fish. I mean, some people who live, I think, I think there are tribes people or, or, or people who live on oh, islander nations, they eat a lot of fish and they prosper from it. Um, if that's a lifestyle you want to live, go look up what, what kind of fish they eat and what they have all the time. Maybe it's a good thing. But if you're just a city dweller like me, you get your fish from either the fish market or from cans, it's really 
I found you have to stick to like once a week and then maybe have a break for a while just in case because uh, things like mercury they build up and then they don't go away for like a year to two years or something you can get checked and you can get treated if you have problems with it it happened to Tony Robbins he got really into eating swordfish but they're huge fish and they're carnivorous fish and they have a lot of mercury and he got really really sick and didn't know why turns out he had a whole lot of mercury and um, it took him a long time to recover I think he's okay from it now but there was like a long time where he had to get treated and like didn't know what the turn what, if he was going to be okay in the long run yeah you got to be careful you always got to look out for what's going on God, even growing your own vegetables can be risky, I think, in terms of where, what kind of soil you're using and where the soil is, because if there's something bad in the soil, God, you just have to be ever vigilant, ever vigilant. It's a scary podcast. sure there are plenty of people listening to this going, nah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Good day sometime. <laughs> well, it's 50 minutes in so far. I'll check what content remains. Well, I had two people click the like button on SoundCloud for the first episode. And it's been a week. Yes, that's good. I wasn't really expecting anyone to listen to this. Actually, I may have been one of those people. I'm not sure. I should just like my own stuff anyway to help get more attention to it. But uh, I think that's it for today. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Leave suggestions. If you see my Lanky Nate page on YouTube, Uh, Facebook, rather, or YouTube, or SoundCloud. Leave suggestions of just anything to talk about. I'll look into it. If there's a... um, Just world topics, or general lifestyle topics, or maybe TV shows, who knows. Anything interesting. Conspiracy theories? That'd be cool. Anyway, that's Lanky Nate signing off. Ciao.